Welcome to Consumed, the podcast that stokes conversations with eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers. I'm Jamie Lewis, and this 18th season, I speak with folks across California, from Santa Barbara to the Bay Area, covering subjects as varied as lab-grown meat and artificial intelligence, food writing and pizza, hot vegan takeout, Santa Rita Hills Pinot Noir, carbon steel skillets, closing the loop on food systems, happy meals, charcuterie, agritourism, and much more. I hope you get to hear all of it. Thanks for listening. Before we jump in, I want to share a few words about our sponsors. Casa du Metz is a boutique winery in Los Alamos celebrating its 12th year in this historic one-horse town. Their attention and motivation is captured by creating aromatic fresh wines that defy expectation. With three brands, Casa du Metz, Clementine Carter, and The Feminist Party, their goal is to highlight the beauty and bounty of Santa Barbara wine country. They have a particular sweet spot for Rhone variety wines sourced from Cool Climate Vineyard Partners in the Santa Rita Hills. Join them for their popular weekly speaker series, monthly wine club vineyard tours, Malibu sessions, and a unique tasting experience where you choose your own wine adventure. Join the discovery with Casa du Metz and their sister business, Babby's Beer Emporium, next door to explore quirky craft beers and bubbles while enjoying dumplings and spicy wings from Dim Sama. 2023 marks their 19th vintage, and they want to celebrate with you. Visit casadumetz.com. For more information. Consumed is sponsored by Slow Life magazine. Since 2010, Slow Life has celebrated the culture of San Luis Obispo with features on the people, influences, products, and businesses that keep the city moving and shaking. For the last eight years, I've written the food column in Slow Life magazine, in which I cover restaurants and food trends here. More and more, I've seen how devoted the magazine's following is. Readers love learning about their community and weaving into the fabric of this very special place. To learn how you can subscribe or get in on the action, visit slowlifemagazine.com. We all know eating fruits and veggies is an important part of staying healthy. Fresh, local produce has the most flavor and nutrition, but how do you know what's in season locally? Become part of the Tally community as a member of the Tally Farms Box Program. Tally grows their produce and partners with other California farmers to include the freshest and best-tasting local produce you can find anywhere. Farming on the Central Coast since 1948, the Tally family created the Tally Farms Box to make healthy eating easy and affordable. Here's how it works. Select which size box you want, then choose pickup or home delivery and how often you want to get your box. It's flexible for customization and vacation holds, and included in all boxes are tested recipes and storage recommendations. Come be a part of Tally's healthy lifestyle. Visit tallyfarmsbox.com and use promo code CONSUMED for $10 off your first box. That's promo code CONSUMED for $10 off. Eat fresh, eat local, and eat lots of California fruits and veggies for better health. Okay, on to the episode. In the middle of COVID, in a not-so-obvious part of San Luis Obispo, a pizza place called My Friend Mike's opened up. In its history, the building off Broad Street had been a limos feed and pet supply, as well as a tire shop. The windows are also mirrored, so you can't see in. But when I walked inside to pick up a couple of beautiful pizzas made by Mike Radakovich and his team, I was surprised at how warm and inviting the interior is. It feels kind of like a clubhouse with excellent wood-fired pizza and a killer international wine list. So I asked Mike on the podcast, and because it's tiny San Luis Obispo, we know pretty much all the same people. So warning, this episode bandies about lots of names of folks you may or may not know. Try to hang in there, and please enjoy my conversation with Mike Radakovich of My Friend Mike's Pizza. And by the way, check the show notes for the link to the theater story sketch on Saturday Night Live. In the episode, I said it featured Christopher Walken, but it was actually John Malkovich. Okay, here's Mike. I, I was thinking your name is Mike Radakovich. Did yeah. I, I said it right? Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. That's, but you go by my friend Mike's. <laughs> Why did you name it that? Um, I don't know. Naming things is always hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend, uh, Russell from, from? Mm-hmm. 
He's a good friend of mine. Oh, nice. Um, and he always refers to me as <laughs> my friend Mike, my friend Mike, my mm-hmm. friend Mike. So I thought, oh, that's a good name. I, I thought it would be easy to do word of mouth. Like people would be easy, fun thing to say yeah. to other people. Yeah. And the location is interesting because there's nothing really, nothing else quite like it within, well, it's it's in a spot that, what did it used to be? Like a... Well, a long, mattress a long time ago, it was a tire shop. Mm. Then it was Limos when it was, yeah, like oh. late nineties. It was Limos before mm. they went into the current location. Yeah, um, it was an Irish dance studio. Oh, totally, it was. Yeah. Yes, and then it was the hydroponic store last. Okay, yeah, and it's just a good location because it's uh, you have some nice visibility where the sign is. But then um, you do not, I did not expect it to be, to look inside like it does outside. It is so cool inside, but you have it like, you can't see in any windows, right? <laughs> right. It's one way glass or whatever. And, um, but yeah, it's really cool inside. Do you get a lot of people who want to eat indoors? Because it's got that beautiful table. Yeah, and those are both Russells too. Those tables were originally Russells. They're old oh. redwood wine vats, and uh, oh. he didn't have space for them anymore. And I've been eating at those tables for years. So oh, how cool! I ended up inheriting them, yeah. and then on Thanksgiving they'll go back to his house usually, and then come oh, back to funny. the pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and it's like a giant square table. Do a lot of people sit down um, for yeah. dinner? Yeah, mm-hmm. they do a decent amount. Yeah, I think of it as a. Um, that's me dinging, by the way, and I'm just... I was like, I didn't leave mine on. Did no, I? it's but me. I, I'm horrible. I turned and, it off. And who cares? Okay. But um, the... Uh, oh, what was I going to say? The table. Oh, I think of it as a place that people probably do a lot of pick up and go. Yeah. 90% of the business, I would say. Yeah. Or more. But yeah, people sit there and enjoy it. Yeah. We don't really have the uh, dishwashing set up or anything <laughs> set up for indoor dining, but we like it. People get to eat it fresh. Yeah, yeah, right. and fresh is wonderful. Uh, you have a really nice wine selection. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Who puts that together for you? Is that you? Um, yeah, I mean, I work with a few distributors. Jenna, I'm sure you know Jenna. <gasps> Jenna, of course. Yeah, because it's a very Eurocentric list. Yeah, I that decided in the beginning that I wasn't going to do any local stuff mm-hmm. which is completely odd because everything else we do is completely local yeah but there's plenty of local wine around i mean you yeah. can find it anywhere so that's i think it's great and then i just have so many friends in the industry that and so many people come in from i was like i can't decide who's going to be in and out and i don't even want to deal with it and yeah. i wanted something that's really value focused and you can get a little bit more value i think sometimes yeah. from yeah. european ones I've heard that from one other person. It's never having owned a restaurant or built a wine list. I had no idea that it's touchy. You know, who do you include and who do you not include? What a, that's I just never thought of Especially that. Especially if they buy pizzas at your place. For sure. <laughs> yes, right. Okay. Well, you say that you know a lot of industry people. Why is that? What did you do before, my friend Mike? Um, Russell's a good, good friend. I mean, mm-hmm. we're like family. Um, and Vale, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that, yeah, I just know the whole group of people that, you know. But you never worked at the winery? Um, I've always worked on and off. Like, help, I help out when I was younger, especially before I had a family and I had more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a little bit of wine there as well. Um, hmm. But yeah, just so uh, we're just close friends. So I know a lot of people through him. Yeah. He and, has a big orbit. Yeah. Oh, Totally. And then, yeah, I grew up here, so there's a lot of people. You, did. you know, Kobe Parker Garcia. Yes, yeah. I he was the goalkeeper, you know, and I was Aww. the I played in the midfield. So in high school, you're talking about yeah. That's so we've so known cool. each other. I know a lot of different people just from growing up here. Did you know Max Montgomery growing up? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! I knew him. He's a bit younger than me, um, but yeah, I knew him. One of my best friends in high school. He was a family friends with that whole family. So I've known him since he was a little little guy. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'd mind me saying. It just you, I've heard that he's had lots of different phases. So you've gotten to see him go through lots of <laughs> different incarnations. Yeah, but we're good. For, I mean, I was just talking to Clearly. Him. Yeah. And you're wearing the shirt. I am wearing the shirt. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people. Well, so how did you... When did you start making pizzas? Um, I mean, I've been making pizzas... 
I don't know, since before I met my wife, I don't know, 15 years or something. Mm -hmm. Pizzas and bread, sourdough breads. I actually, Max used to live right at the end yes. of the street. Mm -hmm. And then he had a pizza oven there. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, it's still Did there. he build that? He built, he put it in when he first moved in, which was a while ago. I think I, I made the first pizzas on that oven. How funny. I didn't know he and built that. And then Matt used to live two doors down. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was Matt and Max. Mm -hmm. One of my w first times using like a big wood-fired oven. Really? Okay. And that was a while ago, I would say. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, and what do you think drew you to that? Did you grow up in a home where there was a lot of cooking or baking? I just liked, I always liked pizzas. And then it, when I was younger, it was hard to find good breads mm -hmm. in San Luis, just in general. Yep. And I had traveled and I knew what they tasted like. And so I just kind of got into it and taught myself how to make breads, reading books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of bakers, it's reading books. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, I think, yes, there's apprenticeship a lot too, but I find that bakers tend to be pretty analytical. And it's a price, precision undertaking. Yeah, right? totally. I, I mean, I just enjoy it. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I mean, like easy for me to like. Yeah. yeah. You're so chill right now about this. And I'm thinking, okay, but you started a business and it takes cojones to open a business. I mean, what was that like for you? What made you decide, I don't just want to make pizzas for friends. I want to sell them. I don't think it, yeah, I think it, I mean, it, it takes a lot of pizza balls, <laughs> not, not, not pizza necessarily cojones. a lot of balls. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, if I was thinking about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm. You know what I mean? But I think because I didn't really think about it, I just did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then I really, I, I tried to, have you ever tried to do LinkedIn before? That's much worse than... It is really bad. It's so bad. And I don't tend mine at all. Right. So yeah. like the choices were like start doing LinkedIn or make pizzas. It was a pretty simple decision, I think. Yeah. Well, what did you do for money before though? Um, I was a photographer. I worked for all the warehouses. So I worked for tennis warehouse, running warehouse, all those places yeah. for years, which Max worked there as well. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and I worked there for 15, 16 years wow. since they were, I think since 03. When they were probably a lot smaller. Yeah, and yeah. I ran their photography departments for a long time. Really? Yeah, their studios and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, And then, and I would even make breads there. I, like, I really? would go to the break room and do my turns and then Aww. go back. And then lunchtime, I would go home and put all my breads away into the <laughs> fridge and... Um, but yeah, I, I did that for years, and then I got more into the website website side of things, which is so critical for them. I mean that yeah, that's a it's a massive yeah. But thing we have it. It was there. a pretty big photo studio. I think we have like I think at one point we had I don't know five photo studios just in Slow, wow. two in Germany. There's one in Australia, and now they have them in Atlanta. But that was just starting up when I was leaving. Oh, I had um, no idea they were that big. Yeah, and then here we had like 26, 27 photographers and editors that were coming through. We and did you like, were overseeing all of them. Yeah, we did wow. like photo stuff, yeah. It was fun. How'd you get into photo? Uh, uh, it's called photography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how'd you get into that? Um, I went to Cuesta, uh -huh. and I took a photo class, mm -hmm. and I thought, this guy has the best job ever. Like, I want this guy's job, mm -hmm. the photo teacher's job. Who was that? Do you remember? Oh, I can't. I'm really bad with names sometimes, mm. and my memory eludes me. But no worries. I just they was, have a wonderful program. There out was there. two guys. One retired right around the time. Um, but yeah, there was two guys. One was a pilot part time. Mm. I can't remember their names, but yeah, I loved that, and um, I got a scholarship mm. to San Francisco UCS or uh, San Francisco Art Institute. Oh gosh! And it was for like seven or eight thousand a, a year, and wow. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then I was like, "I could do this and like save some money." And uh, then I found out it's really expensive to live in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So it's like a drop in the bucket. I'm yeah. afraid. Yeah, the scholarship. I mean, so I bad. was like, "Oh, wait, I can go like Rochester, New York, like upstate New York, mm -hmm. and go to a better school and mm -hmm. pay far less for rent." Yeah. So I went there and did You photos. went to Rochester. I went to RIT, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Those are very, very cold winters. Yeah. Yeah. It was different. I grew up here, so it was kind of neat to get yeah. exposed to something different. Obviously, we ate pizza there too. So For sure. And a very different kind of pizza. Yeah. Old, yeah, old school traditional. I grew up here um, in South County, and I went to school in New York also. I mm. went to Vassar, which is in Poughkeepsie, still quite a ways from Rochester, but... It's not that far, though. Not like going, what, Poughkeepsie's... I don't know. You know what? I don't even know because I only ever flew in there. I went, hung out in Syracuse and... um, Yeah, Syracuse is about an hour. Yes. And I actually went, when I was pregnant with my son, my husband had a job in Syracuse, so I just went with him, shared the hotel room, and um, I wanted to go see a play in Rochester, Mm -hmm. and it was an hour-long drive, and there was a snowstorm, and I had to... Yeah, right. Get a refund for my tickets because it was like, there's no way I'm going out. But anyway, I just recall it being harsh. A That's harsh cool. scenario. Yeah, yeah but, the first year, first winter was tough. And then the last couple winters, I decided I just need to like go outside more and uh, yes. drive less. And I started walking everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. that really helped me. How long were you out there? Um, I went to school there for three years. I stayed a little bit longer. So I was out there for almost four years. And you got a great photography education yeah that's great and i love that place and yeah, yeah i didn't have much debt when i left because i was able to work pay rent and mm-hmm. pay college pretty affordably plus you started at cuesta which is so smart yeah and finished at cuesta i oh you did i saved up some of my electives and finished them up that's yeah. awesome uh we were just talking to somebody who hangs out with college students all the time uh, a guy who does some ministry stuff um and he was saying He just sees kids going into so much debt and they don't think about their future. They just sign it and they want the college classic college experience. And, um, he was just saying that his own kids, he's totally going to have them go to Cuesta for free. Right. Um, and just the more I hear about that and how hard it is for really excellent students to get into colleges, I'm like, you know what? Cuesta all the way, all the way. I loved it. I had fun. Yeah. And my daughter just did the um, darkroom and photography program through Cuesta College for Kids out there. And oh, cool. she loved it. So anyway. I love that. So Rochester, the pizza out there. It was just slices, cheap slices and stuff like that. Nothing. Super thin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And giant. I yeah. mean, as thin as they are, they get really wide. Yeah, right. Yeah. The yeah. New Yorkers are very touchy about their pizza and I don't, I don't love it. Yeah. I don't it's know. not, it's just supposed to be something you grab very easy yeah, and eat it. And yeah. Yeah. It's a cheap meal. It is. Totally. Did you eat a lot of garlic knots? That yeah. was my weakness. Uh, yeah. D- decent amount of garlic knots. What else did I eat over there? The food wasn't excellent. No. Mm-mm. No. I, hanging out in Syracuse, it was very tough to find stuff that we could connect with yeah wings and yes rochester is known for the garbage plate which What's is that it's like some sort of macaroni salad with beef and french fries <laughs> oh. and other <laughs> stuff poured on top it's like uh yeah there's two places mark's texas hots and Gitsies that have the garbage plates it's oh. yeah not, not it's a heart attack yeah, not good. Yeah. All right. So after the so after Rochester, you came back here. You wrapped up at Cuesta, and then what? You started. So then you started working for the warehouses. Yeah, I wasn't going to be here permanently. I was wanted to go to like L.A. or New York or somewhere, mm-hmm. um, or L.A. or San Francisco. Sorry. And uh, yeah, I got a job. I was working at the school district, special education, oh, really aid, mm-hmm. doing that a little bit. Um, I always liked. Working with children, I was that like mm-hmm. working in school districts and stuff. Was you fun. were very good with Lulu when you came in. That was so funny. So a lot of people when they come over for the podcast, they see kids, but they don't always like. It was clear when you saw her come in, it could have been an adult. It could have been you know you're just hey how are you I'm Mike. That doesn't always happen with guests who come over. Huh. It, isn't that interesting? I yeah. noticed it right away, and she responded to it, too. Like, oh, hey, somebody sees me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, you say, of course, but then I don't know if it's our culture or what, but it's very normal for people just to kind of see kids as peripheral. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But, yeah, I always liked, always liked working with kids, always wanted to work. 
But uh, yeah, I worked in the school district for a bit, got a summer job because the school was closed over at the warehouses, Mm -hmm. just a normal picking and packing job. Mm. And then they saw that I had experience with photography because I had gone to school for photo. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they wanted me to go over there. Mm. So I worked over there and then, yeah, that was like, what, 03, I think like. Mm-hmm. So then 08 and a lot of stuff started cl- not doing so well. Yeah. And I just stayed, yeah. I just stayed and our stuff grew so fast. We were at this place. It was like when I started, it was like one full-time person and two part-times oh and gosh. then no, in the so photo different. department. And then it became like, we were just hiring people. Yeah. Um, it's such a success story over there. Yeah. For all those businesses. Yeah. It was fun. We were, I was there like, you know, as we were starting to go and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Learned a lot. Had a lot of freedom. I love taking pictures. I love working in with lights. Are you still, so, I mean, I feel like you have a ton of potential with the, your current business to use photography. Do you have any schemes for that? No, I bought a I bought a desk lamp at Ikea and I put that next to where we dry the pizzas and I shoot all the photos right there with oh, yeah with the ones that come out yeah yeah well that's that's great I'm able to not spend a lot of time taking pictures that's yeah. the benefit I would say yeah do you want to do more not just not just because of the pizzas but do you want to do more photography no but I would love I like nerding out on the lights and lighting stuff and stuff like that's fun but um yeah the lights that's so funny that that's your <laughs> well there's lights. an art to it for yeah, sure it's fun yeah yeah, the yeah, I love that stuff. I just had a just got into a conversation with Jason, you know, from Micro Horrors. You ever do the you should look them up. They're no, awesome. Micro, Jason what? Um Jason Kaiser. But yeah. No. Hmm. He uh him and Katie, they run a local like a uh, horror film under five minutes. I okay. I thought you said horror. Yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> horror. Okay, got uh-huh. it. That's such a Hard word to get right. Okay. It's one of the, it's a really cool event and it's usually, mm. they play it over at, uh, I think it's their second or third year. They play it over at Satellite of Love and, oh, uh, I love him. right on Halloween. Yeah. They do like, and so it'd be a bunch of five hour, um, or five hour, five <laughs> minute, uh, short horror films that everyone yeah. submits from the community a lot, mostly. How fun is that? Yeah. And I got to talk to him about yeah, shooting stuff the other day, and it was like the highlight. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Are you going to do it? No, just shooting in general, just oh. like taking pictures, how they're doing their videos, how they're filming their lights. That's yeah. fun. You could have, like so many people, you know, come out of photography school and gone off into wedding, event, photography, portraits, that kind of thing. It's so many people do follow that path because of how many events there are where we live, but... You ended up going into product photography, which has its own very specific yeah. set of, you know, practices, I guess, mm-hmm. best methods. Yeah. Okay. So you're going home at your lunch break to, you know, to punch down and right. <laughs> to put in the fridge or whatever um, your breads. At what point were you like, uh, I've been here 16 years Maybe it's time to start making this a business. Um, well, I think towards the end, I kind of got to the uh, the growth of what I could do within that company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of looking for something else. I tried doing the LinkedIn like a million times. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't write about myself, find these jobs I'm looking for. It was awful. It's just like... Yeah, it's it soul crushing. torturous process for me. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like just a total inability. So, which if you can't do that, then maybe you're not going to be happy doing whichever job recruits you. you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I liked the, I liked working, I liked working on projects and stuff, but, uh, um, yeah, during the pandemic, there was just a opportunity to do something different and, mm-hmm. um, I took it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, so you weren't able to work in the studio obviously during COVID, right? Yeah. At this point I had work. I had, I was helping run projects for programming and design and we were mm. building, yeah, website updates and mm. new features and so you could work on your own filter stuff. Yeah. So we were working, I was working remotely at that point and yeah. then, uh, 
yeah, we, there's a, a bit of a disagreement about coming mm. back to the office and I mm. thought, mm-hmm. I thought I should probably, um, start looking for something else. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that forced a lot of people's hands with yeah. how they decided to go on with work. Well, in terms of style of pizza, I mean, tell me about your process. You, do you do a sourdough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sourdough. I make a poulish as well. So I do use a little bit of, uh, Saccharomyces, like brewer's yeast or mm-hmm. uh, powdered yeast, mm-hmm. a very small amount, like, yeah, 0.005%. What is a pouliche? I've heard that A pouliche is like uh, equal parts water and flour mm-hmm. um, in a pre-ferment with a very small amount of yeast, mm-hmm. and you use that to kind of build up a culture. Um, and yeah, then I make a leaven as well, a sourdough leaven, mm-hmm. which is the majority of my rise. The police just gives it kind of a, a different flavor and a, diff- a slightly different texture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So not necessarily like an open, um, I don't know, what do you call that? Like a, a natural sourdough where it's just ambient yeast. You just add a little bit. I add a little bit in, a, in what's called a police. So you can take a very, very small amount. I mean, for my batch of pizza, 80... 80 pizzas or something like that, mm-hmm. 80, 16-inch pizzas, it would be less than an eighth of a teaspoon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of Tiny. that. And then, yeah, so you mix it in. But yeah. And then, um, do you, is there a certain style that you, do you claim any certain style? I know there's like a New Haven style. No, you're so chill about it. I don't know what the styles it's are. It's the Mike style. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I use... I think more modern flowers for pizza making. Mm -hmm. So like there's definitely people that are making similar style pizzas to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of comes out of the, you know, home bread movements and stuff that have gone on now that we have access to stone milled flowers Mm -hmm. and different types of flowers. We can use those to blend in rather than just using all trumps or Mm -hmm. caputo or some Mm -hmm. of the things that are very traditional in pizza making. Mm-hmm. And blends are getting better and better, I think. I yeah. mean, I talked to the Central Milling. Um, yeah. Nikki was on here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. And um, yeah, they're just always pushing forward. They never rest. Yeah. And they're always looking for better, you know, and the stuff that's milled when they grow it and it's from start to finish um, yeah. from the ground to the mill, it's just superior. Yeah. I like that. I mean, yeah. And then you don't get bored. Yeah. No, they're definitely not getting. So yeah, we use a pretty much 50, 50 blend of Karen Springs mills, which is up in Bellingham, Washington. Oh, it's a stone mill, um, flour Mm -hmm. kind of done in a European or Northern European style T65, T85. Mm. So it's the amount of ash that's left over in the flour to kind of determine. And then I use, um, King Arthur's flour as well. Yes. Which is so good. Yeah. It's very good. I used to use central milling quite a bit, but, um, did they price you out? No, honestly, it was, uh, the strength. I just felt like Mm. when I was doing some tests and stuff, I just felt like, um, yeah, I was able to have a little bit long, uh, longer fermentation tolerance mm-hmm. than the central milling. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll just use... Your pizzas are... Your, the slices are, if I'm remembering correctly, because I've only gone in once, but pretty floppy, which I, I love all pizza. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I had Costco pizza last night. Like, I'm down with okay. all pizzas. But do I remember right that it's pretty soft? Um, I think it depends. We're not going for soft, but maybe you got a soft one. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, oh, I could remember it wrong too. No. Yeah. It, it's all in the day. It really depends. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's never the same really, yeah. but uh, I think my, uh, threshold for noticing differences is probably smaller than most. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, we want it to be pretty crisp on the outside, yeah. like a eggshell. So you get a little bit of crisp and a little bit of softness on the inside mm-hmm. we don't want it to be too crackery all the way through and we don't want it to be too soggy and wet all the way through yeah. so we're kind of trying to hit that balance of texture and flavors mm-hmm. kind of our key do you keep uh trying different combinations and stuff it, i can't remember is there a set menu or are you always messing around with new things um we're always messing around with new things i mean we don't re- we only have one distributor we work with so most of our stuff does come from i mean almost all of it comes from 
farmers or, mm, mm-hmm. you know, um, farmer's markets. Um, mm. So, yeah, that kind of determines all the menu, um, yeah. depending on what we can get. Yeah. So, I remember you having some non-traditional combinations, which is really fun. And I don't know. I just love seeing people mess with that. Yeah. A lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're in San Luis Obispo, so you're going to have to have some pretty traditional, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to have pepperoni, pep and sausage. But you didn't use normal pepperoni. Don't you use something that's more... We use one out of Ohio called Ezo, E-Z-Z-O. It's really nice. Yeah. It's a really good pepperoni. It, It... curls it like cups yes. and then it blackens a right. little bit and I like that. So it's not going to be like the stuff that you get at food for less. That's that's no. all I'm trying to say is even if it is a traditional pepperoni sausage whatever yeah, I mean, it's going to have. Yeah, we're trying to find the best of everything. Yeah. I mean we do use we use Catania brothers for our sausage. Our neighbors, yeah. Yeah, our neighbors mm-hmm. it's really nice I can mm-hmm. walk over and <laughs> bring it back but even that we kind of dump a bunch of toasted fennel into it and, yeah. and doctor that up a little bit so you just yeah. Mm. When you say we, is it what? How big is your team over there? Um, there is a total of four other people besides me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like you and one other person. It's usually it was Kamal and I, mm-hmm. who's somebody I know forever. Um, and then we've had a few people cycle in and out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right now it's uh, Kamal, Madison. She works at Field Day. Or used to work at Field Day. You probably have met her before. Probably. She used to do the bagels there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Riley, who grew up here as well, um, and then worked in a bunch of really cool kitchens in Colorado and Boulder. Mm, Boulder's so much like slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's now working there, and he has a wealth of knowledge, so it's been really great to have him. And then uh, McKay, a high school kid, just graduated, actually. That's so awesome. Who I've known since he was probably yeah little, like six or something like that. I can. I, I used to it. play soccer with his dad, so. Yeah. I love it. You really start to when I talk to people about their the people on their staff, and you know, you really start to see what a small place this is because people go from here to there. They bring this kind of you know experience they have and background and expertise to this other place. Like when you mention. Um, was it Madison who's at, mm-hmm. who was at Field Day? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so cool that people scoot around and they find the place that works for them, or they do multiple. Right, yeah, she was working at both for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not that many places around. There really aren't. So. Yeah. How would you say, has it been two years now? Um, a year and a half. Okay, how so. would you say it's changed from the beginning? Um, we're just busier, and we have more to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're, I don't know. It's you're always trying to figure it out, you know. Yes. You, just the minute you think you have it figured out, you really don't. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Has it been easier than you thought? Harder than you thought? Uh, I didn't think it was going to be very easy. I imagined the first two years were going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I work a lot, but um, I enjoy it. And yeah. Yeah, I'm putting all of my energy into something for myself rather than for, Mm -hmm. and for the community, which is nice too, because it's really, it's nice like when you're working in an office space, you really just meet the people in your office. You kind of have a really insulated culture in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And being in this sort of industry, you just meet so many cool people. Yeah. um, And I really enjoy that. So that's, that's kind of priceless in a way. Totally. Um, I was going to ask you about... Oh, no, I was just going to mention that, you know, you get to control your own hours, too, and you aren't open every day, um, right? Am I right in saying No, that? yeah, we're we're open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, okay. So, yeah, I, but I'm working Tuesday and Monday as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. if you count this as work. Well, I'm yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, it is work, and I appreciate that you, I'm always so appreciative of people who have their, you know, quote, day off and they come over and chat. It's great. Yeah. Sunday, I don't do any work. I hang out with my family mm-hmm. usually. And then Monday, all administrative work. And then Tuesday, we prep all day, bring in all the product and prep. Yeah. Um, when I first asked you to be on here, that was six, maybe even a year ago. And you were like, mm, 
I don't think I'm qualified to be to be on the podcast. And then this time I asked and I said, I think after a year and a half, I think you're safe to come on. Are you nervous? Do you have any like imposter syndrome or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think there's lots of people who have been doing this sort of thing way longer than I have Mm -hmm. and have, um, yeah, um, much better, much more qualified to be doing what the, what, what I'm doing. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know what I have to contribute really. Well, you, so everybody does it differently though. Yeah. And everybody has different values, even if somebody has been doing it for longer, and is more established than you. I mean, you have a goal for the business, right? And you have, or at least I think you do. I don't really know. To make a living? Uh, my, yeah, my only goal was to leave my older job, and that's kind of where yeah. I ended. That's kind of where I ended my uh, goal setting. I was like, okay, I hope I can make enough money just to not, just to be able to pay some bills, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. That was pretty much my goal. I think it's probably time to make a new goal. <laughs> well, you know, you get in those thresholds, you, yeah. you know, you have to make it to such and such place, but it seems like you're not just in survival mode. Um, no, which is the beauty of, I su- I'm saying this like, I know, but it seems like the beauty of owning your own place where you, uh, you know, aren't working constantly and you're able to set prices that sustain the business. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, that's, I think where we are right now. We're still trying to figure out what that is, you know, cause yeah. I do work all the time. Oh. I mean, I work probably, yeah, more than 70 hours a week at least. Okay. I take that back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I work 12 hours at least a day, three mm. days a week, and then at least eight to 10 hours a day, the other couple days. And then the other day I work like a normal eight hour day. So yeah, we're probably, I'm, I'm working all the time. Are you able to chill out on Sunday? Are you able to like yeah. shift gears? I mean, I'm uh, by Sunday, I'm usually physically exhausted. Yeah. So my body's just kind of tired. So I'm usually like chill. And what you're making is a physical, you have to use your body for what you're making. Yeah. I mean, I make all the dough in the morning and it's like, you know, whatever, 40 kilos or something. So yeah. it's a lot of weight physical and even weight. putting it in the oven is such a physical thing right? yeah yeah so yeah by the time we start four o'clock and then we're going pretty much non-stop from four to to eight eight thirty mm-hmm. um by that time i've probably already worked a full day yeah yeah right <laughs> so yeah i'm my body's kind of tired usually up by sunday so yeah. not hard to relax when you're physically tired no i suppose not i'm uh i used to play music and okay. um there was a gig i played one time where i realized it wasn't just my friends who came to the gig and there were people i didn't recognize who were singing along to songs that i had written and it was such an Whoa. odd and wonderful and very alien feeling how has it been for you when it wasn't just your friends, like when did it start becoming people you didn't know coming in and asking for, for yeah, pizzas? I don't, I mean, I don't know when, but it's, yeah, it's always, it's neat. It's neat to meet all the people and have good feedback and, and to be making stuff. I I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish right now it's just figuring out those, oh, what can we do to make it so that we're not working all the time? So I'm not mm-hmm. working all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I, I would imagine it's got to be gratifying, but so difficult. I mean, yeah, that's part of why this podcast exists is trying to understand the mind of somebody who opens a restaurant or who takes the leap and, and, you know, gets the business loan to open a winery or whatever. It's, it takes a certain kind of person. Yeah, I guess. Probably dumb. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, so is your wife involved at all in the, um, are you, I, I assume you're married. I don't know. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, Amanda is, she works at MindBody, has worked at MindBody for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, She works there when I beg her to. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but she's, she likes, she does her own thing and comes in and she'll just organize a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like she just, she's an amazing person. So she'll come in and I'll be doing something and I'll go to the back and I'm like, wow, everything looks so clean and nice. And oh, that's so awesome. yeah, she, she helps out a lot. And then she has to listen to me talk all the time. So are you a big talker? 
Uh, yeah, I can be. I, I, <laughs> she tells me I'm a um, external uh, thinker. I need to talk to think. I, I am the same way. So, yep, that's yep. what she tells me. Probably more to get me to quiet down, but no, 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 no. All right. And so, how did you two meet? Um, we met at the warehouses. Yeah, she worked at the writing warehouse um, when we when we f- she first came in, and I was working. Yeah, I was running the photo studio, so she was coordinating everything. We we shoot everything, shot everything there ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, and she was the one who would coordinate all that because she was one of the main people at the writing warehouse. So. Yeah, she'd know what a breast collar is or mm-hmm. a breastplate or a, a skid boot or a, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to learn what all this stuff was to make sure that we were shooting it correctly and putting it on. So yeah, we spent a lot of time together. Workplace romance. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Tell me about the skid boot again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a daughter, right? Yep. Rue, yeah. my daughter. Rue. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Spelled like... Um, Butter and flour. Yeah. How did you come to that decision? Um, I love most that. Most of my decisions aren't very long thought, th- thought through. Um, <gasps> we were driving to um, Ely, Nevada, in mm. the far east. Oh, I know Ely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we were listening to uh, La Rue, Major Lazer's Mix, and we knew she was pregnant, and I said, Rue would be a good name. Because does it mean mixture, or? Um, I think it's a colorish thing but it's but, oh, okay. it's butter and flour is yeah. a rue but yeah um but i believe a lot of redheads are nicknamed rue oh how cute in french but um yeah. yeah we thought that would be a good name i was i liked flour a lot sure she likes butter a lot so, yeah totally yeah we thought that would be a good name and does rue um is she at one of the schools locally she's a wishing well kid she's out at oh my gosh out Those there best kids yeah and julia the teacher julia lives right over there oh really yeah two houses down yeah she's been there since she was a little one i used to play soccer with uh kim wishon who Mm, started mm -hmm. the school Mm -hmm. and Haley, who used to teach the kindergarten and uh, we were looking for a place to go to preschool and i was like well these people are awesome and they are awesome and they have a school in osa so then she just started there and the pandemic kind of helped to keep her there for a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah. And so, yeah, now it's hard to take her out because her whole friends are there. And some yeah. of my other friends have now bring brought their kids there. So so many people who've been on this podcast have kids there. Yeah. Um, it's just a very cool education. Very um, intentional. Yeah, Wes and Ominous Air. I don't know if you know them. From, yes, of course. That's Coral is uh, Rue's really good friend. Yeah. So they were just at Aww. that Natoma together. That's who the, she was at Natoma. Oh, I love it. And Wes and Amanasar, Hidden Kitchen. Yeah. Um, and then Fabian Tafera. Yeah. Um, um, Nahum is yeah. over there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's just a commitment to drive over to Osos every day. It really is. Mm-hmm. I do the morning and Amanda does the evening. Yeah. So. Does Rue like pizza or is she sick of it? She likes pizza, yeah. She's very particular. She wants the cheese on bottom sauce on top she likes pineapple she's like but she can ball like um she's been working especially this summer she's been having to work more with me or hang out with me at the pizza shop so Mm -hmm. one of her favorite things right now is balling pizza dough yeah oh i bet it's satisfying yeah so she she'll work the table and ball all the dough yeah Uh that's awesome we just ate at zachary's in berkeley have you ever had zachary's pizza it's really interesting. I mean, it's extremely deep dish. It almost looks like lasagna, to be okay. honest. But it's cheese on the bottom, sauce on the top. Like and a Chicago style. Yes. And it's just, it is a commitment. Yeah, If it is. you take a slice of that, it is, yeah. We took half of it home, and the box, I could <laughs> not believe through. how, <laughs> yes, totally. It was just amazing. But I love that style of pizza. But like I said, I love all styles. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Matt Reynoldson turned me on to New Haven style pizza. I went to his place out in Chicago. And, oh yeah. Um, peace. Peace. That's right. Yeah. I've been there. Have you? Mm-hmm. The more people I meet around here, the more they talk about having gone there. Yeah. I, Max was studying there in Chicago Okay, for beer and we, I went out there and then I think Matt was there at the time too. Yeah. And we all ended up going to peace. Yeah. It's great in there. It's so chill. Yeah. Uh, but my sister-in-law and I went there and had such a great time. But yeah, there's a specific style to that. And people are touchy about 
styles, except for you. You don't seem touchy. You seem like, ah, eh, always experimenting. Yeah. 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 I like a lot. I like all styles. I, I don't eat a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. So that's why I just chose the style that I chose is it's light yeah. and not too heavy. Yeah. That's very true of that. What's a combination that has not worked that you tried that? Oh uh, my gosh. Oh, the cat is again. barfing. Oh, I'm so sorry. You had to... Oh, that was a lot. Hold up. Oh, Neil, what is... Oh. Does she always? She eats too much? Almost always. Give her... Um, I'm so sorry you have to watch this. Oh, that's fine. I got cats. That was a lot. That was voluminous. Yeah, she like eats too fast. Yes, and we give her this special obstacle bowl that takes her... See, look, she's fine. Yeah. She feels better now. Oh, it's so funny that I warned you ahead of time. That's great that it happened. I don't know. Is it? Ugh. Anyway, um, poor thing. It's like every day. Ugh. Aww. I know. A little oatmeal. And she's so skittish, too. Um, Ooh, cool. Cool drawer. I know. Amanda would be so jealous. We had that cabinet made last year, and I just love it. It's really cool. Yeah, the cabinetry looks great. Thank you. So you guys have a place. You have a place out um, off Johnson. You said Mm -hmm. close to the close to the restaurant. Yeah, not too far. I can walk. Yeah. Yeah. I love the slow. I do too. I love that you can walk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, um, I was asking you what what's a combo that didn't work. Oh. Because you do fun combos. Yeah. I mean, it's always, the whole creating process is kind of iterating, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think of one that didn't work. I mean, I was doing, I wanted to do a twice-baked potato. I like twice-baked potatoes. Yes. So I was making a kind of a twice-baked potato style Like pizza. scooping it up, mixing it, and then like plopping it on top? Yeah, baking the potatoes getting the potatoes, butter, sour cream, you mm-hmm. know, and then I think we used guanciale, like uh, yeah. from Alapia. See, that sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, it just gets a little heavy, and then yeah. there's certain limitations with having a box. Mm. Like, you can't put a lot of stuff that will melt into the box, like yeah. sour cream, for instance, if you want to finish with creme fraiche or sour cream. or It gets wet, It right? just, like, starts melting and... Yeah, so just sometimes you just leave things off that just like, ah, it's just going to look too bad or mm-hmm. it just tastes, tastes kind of bland. But yeah, I don't have a ton of time to make like mm. new stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like more like, ah, oh, this sounds good today and we'll do that. And yeah. usually takes us two, two tries. It's like, oh, it needs onions or needs something mm-hmm. and needs a little more acidity and then we'll kind of change it. Yeah. But yeah, it really depends if we have enough time. What's your most, uh, what's your hottest seller? Um, cheese pizza Drone is definitely in San Luis Obispo, the most yeah, popular by yeah. far. Um, which says some, there's something about that that's yeah. like indicative of, of what the taste is here. Yeah. yeah so you, you just kind of have to go with it. And then, I mean, it really depends. I change the picture on a pizza and mm-hmm. it sells better. And like mm-hmm. it, people, yeah, it really depends. One day it, it'll be all uh, pepperoni and peppers. The next day it'll be drunken veggies. The next day it'll mm. be... Um, what is drunken veggies? Uh, just a we do a loaded veg that we add stracciatella on top oh, with uh, some fermented tomatoes and chile mm. that we ferment out, and mm-hmm. uh, some days that's really popular. Yeah, um, and then yeah, it just kind of switches. I, I really don't understand how that works. Well, so you have the sandwich board that goes outside on the corner, uh-huh. and you okay? So <laughs> there's a story <laughs> behind it. so. I am. You either know what it means or you don't. It's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, so my husband gets mad at me because all the inappropriate, like seventh grade jokes that I remember, because they're lodged in there forever. Yeah. I teach our kids just to like tell them to make them laugh. I love, 
how excited they get when I share these things. And then it's like, okay, put that in the vault and do not share it with your friends. Yeah, right. They're totally sharing it with their friends. So I had like the day before I saw the sandwich board outside that said milk, milk, lemonade. What was it? Milk, milk, lemonade inside pizzas. Around the corner. Around the corner. Pizzas made. Yeah. So like the day before I told them milk, milk, lemonade, which is just the dumbest but most hilarious thing. It's the best thing. thing. It's the best thing. Um, And there's a second verse. I don't know. We'll share it maybe off. Really? Well, it's milk, milk. (laughs) Milk, milk, lemonade. Around Around the the corner, corner, fudge fudge is made. made. Stick your finger up the hole and now you have a Tootsie Roll. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. Nice. So... So we drove by and saw it, and they were like, milk, milk, lemonade, could it possibly be the same thing? And I was like, yes, it is. It's a very, it's a beautiful poem. Uh, and, it's a beautiful uh, poem. It's a beautiful poem, and I would love to know, maybe a listener knows, where did that come from? Who authored that? Because it was hot in 1988. Yeah, right. Yeah. 50% of the people know exactly what it is, and they're like, what's with the milk, milk, lemonade? I'm like, oh. 50% of people do not know yeah, what that is? Yeah, and I'm is? always surprised. Like, really? You didn't know? No. High-class no. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, right away, they're like, oh, great. Oh, for sure. Yes, yes. Anyway. So, so my There's husband, a whole dance that goes with it. There is? Well, kind of. Oh, is it this? This? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pointing. Yeah. Mostly pointy. <laughs> did you ever see, um, I think it was Christopher Walken did it on SNL? No. I will send that to you. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes. Thank I you. know you want to be associated with Christopher Walken and Milk Milk Lemonade. Yes, that would be great. All right, great. Well, if it were your last day on Earth and you were like, I have done such a good job on planet Earth um, and I want to celebrate my life, what would you eat? What would you drink? And Ooh. who would be there? What would I eat? What would I drink? Oh, man. I would probably just go to I would probably just go to Russell's house. Hmm. We'd probably cook dinner over there. I remember hearing that he's an excellent cook. He is, yeah. Yeah. And we'd probably just cook together and I don't know what we oh, roast chicken. It would mm. be hands down, it'd be yeah. roast roast chicken. And pick it with your fingers. Yeah, I yeah. Lo- both of us love roast chicken. Yeah. And it's same. like my favorite. So yep. probably roast chicken and with the fam and yeah, stay up as late as I possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. And to drink? Well, yeah, or whatever you can get your hands on, or you know, I don't. It's your last day. What do you got to worry about? Would you drink Russell's wine? You have to say yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the Russell's big sixteen percent. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter how you feel in the morning, right? It doesn't. It totally does not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Mike, you are so fun to talk to. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Chill. Okay. Till next time. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of the Consumed Podcast. If you like what you've heard here, please like and leave a review. It really does help. And if you want more information about any of the guests on Consumed, you can find a page of notes for each episode at letsgetconsumed.com. You'll also find a sign-up form for the Consumed newsletter and contact info for me in case you have comments, compliments, questions, or suggestions for people you think should be on the show. I'm Jamie Lewis. Thanks, as always, for listening.